What's up, everybody? Hello, Divi Nation and other friends who may have joined today. I put this link out to a few other places since this isn't a particularly Divi specific topic as we are known to do occasionally. And I thought this is something that could be really useful to lots of folks out there in creative fields, in web, design, all kinds of things, even other technical uh, areas as well. Today we're talking about case studies and how you can showcase your work and really blow the minds of some of your customers that might come searching for a certain type of product by using a case study. So I am excited to dive into this topic today. This was one that um, Eric Dingler suggested because he's he's the man and he's been doing this and finding success with it. So we're definitely eager to hear what he's got to say about it. And Eric, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the peoples? Yeah. Hello, peoples. My name is Eric, and I am still currently in Lima, Peru, just north of Lima, uh, but in Peru. And we're having a, a great time here in Peru. And on the web, you can find me over at uh, Divi Agency Coach, where today we just put up our uh, new uh, email magnet, um, but it's my 12 best performing email subject lines of all time for web designers. You can go snag that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. And uh, my agency is in transit studios. So yeah, and very excited to talk about this topic. Sarah. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Has anyone else been thinking about leaving Twitter? I mean, I'm not really on Twitter. I mean, technically I have a handle. If I go to a conference, I occasionally tweet. But And and actually the only other way I use it is like when my email app, I use Newton email, when it like fails, then I tweet them. <laughs> That is my only reason for using Twitter, and uh, I've been considering, should I just, like, drop that handle? Anyway, that's I'm me. In I that make subject. websites for small businesses and, yeah, love coming here and babbling on about whatever <laughs> we're chatting about. Um, yeah, I this I do share this out to Twitter every week, too. It supposedly, like, says it goes live on Twitter, but I don't think it actually does. I don't think, because it used to be Periscope, <laughs> but I don't think that exists anymore, so... Um, my name is Stephanie Hudson. I am on Twitter a little bit and I have thoughts, but first of all, I want to let you know that I have a company called Focus WP where we have a whole entire agency staff that you can just rent by the hour to do anything you need in your business, whether it's a full project or just little like, hey, could you guys fix this thing or could you launch this website for me? And I also am, I don't, I don't talk about it a ton, but I'm also affiliated with Bertha AI, which is an AI copywriting tool. And I'm mentioning that specifically uh, today because I'm going to talk about Bertha a little bit. And Bertha also has, of course, about Black, a Black Friday sale. Black Friday things coming, both of those companies do. So anyway, yeah. Um, on the topic of Twitter, you can, like, my businesses are on Twitter, but also I'm Stephorific. Two R's, two F's. Uh, no. That's not right. Yeah, two R's, two F's in Stephorific. And um, it's written right up there. That's how I could know it. I'm just kidding. It's not. I just had to think. Um, and I, like, I, I'm not a Twitter person, but I got on like a year ago maybe because 
there's so many WordPress people on there. And it seems like a yeah. place where WordPress folks, like the business people in WordPress really gather there. And uh, I like, I just find this whole thing so fun to watch. Did you hear about <laughs> Eli Lilly? Uh, we won't, I promise if you're listening, you can fast forward for just a minute because we, uh, we're not going to talk long about it. But did you hear about like Eli Lilly, what happened to their company? Nope. Like, because uh, verification is just for sale now, like you don't have to qualify in any way. You could just buy the blue check mark. Yep. So somebody went and registered at Eli Lilly and Co., um, which is a huge pharmaceutical company in the States. I guess they're in the States. I don't know where. Maybe it's global, probably global. And um, the real Eli Lilly company is at LilyPad, which doesn't seem real. Oh, dear. No. And so the real one just tweeted a couple weeks ago, insulin is now free. And there's been tons of stuff in the news about the like price gouging and stuff with insulin. So they just said insulin is now free. And the real Eli Lilly company had to come on and be like, actually, it's not. It's still really expensive. Like, it's still the same high prices. It's not even reduced at all. And so their stock, like, if you could see, like, their stock on the, oh, like, the charts, it's like, they lost, like, tens of millions. Of, I mean, like, just so many millions of dollars because of a stunt that somebody pulled. And there's tons of examples of that. So, yeah, it's just a free for all out there. Are you I think it's all just going to crash and burn in the next couple of months. I think everyone I know who avidly uses Twitter has already jumped over to Mastodon. Yeah. So, I, like, I just think it's going to... I just don't have it in me for another platform. <laughs> well, I'm not on it anyway, so I guess I could start. <laughs> yeah. Just start Mastodon now. That's right. So, anyway, on to the topic at hand. We don't have our good pal Tim here. He has been absolutely buried with all the Black Friday stuff the past couple of weeks. But um, would would some Eric? Would you like to define what we're talking about when we say a case study? Sure. A case study is when you can take a set of metrics and compare the same metrics at two different periods in time for the same client. So, um, in uh, all of Last year, this client had 500 web form submissions. We redesigned their website, and the following year, they had 1,500 web form submissions, and they break down this way. So that's what a case study is, um, and there's a lot of ways to mess up a case study. There's a lot of very ineffective ways to do a, a case study. And so uh, I was helping a couple of people um, come up with some case studies and realize like, you know, this might be a really good topic for us to tackle here on Divi Chat. Yeah, nice. Do you, um, do you use case studies on your personal site? Yeah, we have been starting to use uh, case I studies. Sarah, to- Eric, I know you use them. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't hear Sarah. I know. <laughs> she was fine no. with it. She was like, no is the answer. Um, we have a portfolio where we display some of our work. Um, I think a lot of people would refer to a portfolio as case studies. So sometimes people will name it as case studies, but often it's really just kind of showing off the work. Sometimes it would show like a before and after or kind of have details about like what did we actually do for this client. But I think in terms of the metrics that you're talking about, um, certainly we don't display that on our website. And um, 
Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Like I'm not opposed to it, but partly I'm lazy and it's a lot of work to do these kind of things. And just keeping my portfolio up to date, that's actually my job this week. (laughs) We have, I don't know, six new items that need to go up this week. So, you know, like just keeping on top of it is a lot of work. And so I think it's really interesting. I definitely have clients who ask for stat information um, and, you know, we hand that over to them, but I haven't personally put it on our website. So answer think, is no. Um, it feels like to me, I don't know if you guys have noticed, does it feel like the portfolio question has been coming up a little more regularly lately? In my circles, I've seen it talked about. I feel like it's come up on this show a little bit in my group. Um which I think I forgot to mention that one. Focus on your biz. If you want to come hang out with us, we talk about business stuff a lot. And people have been talking about, you know, because a portfolio is, can be a bit fraught, right? Like it's a little bit of a complicated situation. How many things, how many pieces do you need to have up there? Mm-hmm. Do you have to have like one of everything you've ever done? Or is it better to just have a few? Or is, what happens if the client changes their, you know, there's so many mm things you link out to it or not like there's a lot of complicated questions and um when i was thinking about these case studies um since eric brought up this topic i was thinking you know you you probably could get the same bang for your buck out of three or four even five portfolio pieces as you could for like one detailed case study to be able to showcase your abilities yeah Would you guys agree? I, like uh, no, I think so too. And I think I think there's different ways of approaching it because I think mm-hmm. it's about what are you trying to achieve, right? So like if you're trying to show data, then you're trying to show by us redoing this thing, like you're giving credibility, by us redoing this thing, they then got all these new um, form submissions, et cetera. But mm-hmm. like through a basic portfolio item, you might be displaying, this is the different kind of visual work we can do. And so when you're doing that, it's not enough to say, here's some data and here's some new data. You need to show like, this is one style and this is another style and this is another style so that they can pick up, am I going to fit within this? And they're two completely different things. Um, I think if you didn't want to do a full case study, another approach, which I'm taking a sideways here, but another approach we've been talking about is doing a blog post that kind of wraps up a few jobs into one blog post. That's like, Mm. you know, um, maybe the building industry, like, and talking about like what's important in a website for a building industry. And here's a couple of jobs that we've done. And so then you can kind of like pop them in, in little ways or talking about branding. And then you kind of go through some of the branding projects you've done. And so it's kind of a case study, but it's like a case study of like, multiple jobs squished like in. cases to, to study. Yeah. And, and really it's, I think it's about that thing of like, what is the purpose of this thing? Whether it's a case study or a portfolio item or a blog post, the purpose for say all the metrics is showing you will get more inquiries if you come to us because we can show you we've done this before. This is the proof, the data this is why you should come and work with us. And some people need that proof and then other people need different proof. And so it's working out, well, what's the right format to provide that proof to the client to reassure them that you are the person that they should work with. And sometimes they need data and sometimes they need visuals and sometimes they need to see you can do variable things within even the same industry. Um, and so, yeah, that's things we've been rolling around with at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. I think... Um... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. 
Well, I was going to say, one of the things that, that we've noticed is when case studies are, are extremely important for, uh, some of our digital marketing services, you know, to justify somebody paying us, you know, $2,500 a month to manage digital marketing. Like that we, we have to show when we take care, when we take on your pay-per-click, these are the results we get, you know, for clients. Well, then we started transitioning that to, to websites. And really what, what I have found is when we're talking to somebody and we are, talking about a, a website that is, um, you know, 15, 18, 20, $25,000 and there's functionality in it. And there's, it, this person is very smart, obviously is, is talking about it. And, and most clients, they come in and they don't, they don't mention, you know, a case study and they don't use the word, the word metrics, but they start talking about different types of customer activity, um, you know, phone calls or like, there's a very certain thing they're wanting to see happen uh, for a, for a pizza shop, it's online order. You know, they want to have more online yeah. deliveries, you know, things like that. Well, when you can show beyond the design of a website, when you, which a portfolio is great for, and I, and I think a lot of people, do see that. And it's, it's a way to get people like, oh yeah, this is, you know, they, this is the, you know, they, they're, they're designing things that look great. You yeah. know, I, I, I like this, but to be able to then show, yeah, but you need to go beyond the design to have a website that is effective, you know, and you yeah. have to have things in the right place and you have to have the right content and your menu has to load a certain way and you can do different things like that. And we can back this up because this this pizza shop got this many orders and, you know, six months after we launched their website, they're now getting this many orders. So like Sarah said, I think it comes down to the clients you're trying to go after um, and what types of websites you're wanting to build. And it doesn't, you don't have to do it just for digital marketing, but if you're wanting to get in, like, even if you're wanting to do just, you know, staying in the realm of websites and you're wanting to do e-commerce sites or uh, courses, maybe you want to do, you know, LMS websites. Are you able to show that not only do you design great looking course sites, but when you design a course site, it performs at a certain standard, you can justify charging more than others who are just selling a pretty looking site. That's my thoughts. I'd like to sort of just continue on to that sort of thought, but maybe distill it down to something that's in my mind that is what you want to do with a case study, of course, is to identify and detail a project that was a success. Now, how do you define success depends on all of these factors that are going into it. I was, I was thinking, you know, yes, sometimes you need to show like we got this much more traffic. We got this many more purchases on the site, blah, blah, blah. But what if, what if you have a testimonial from your client that says, it has been an absolute joy to work with you. I love my new website. Wouldn't that define a successful project? Couldn't you, instead of having that be over in some little block of scrolling testimonials on your site, different than the portfolio page, whatever, what if you just took that and turned that into a little, I mean, that is a success. That is yeah. one way that yeah. you could define success. So if you don't have all of this 
like these detailed metrics and things like that, rather than being overwhelmed and saying, forget it, I'm going to do nothing. You know, it doesn't have to be a 2000 word document. That's a case. study. None of it, can, it could be a small little, I mean, like you, you could have a, a wide range of different types of case studies, even within yeah. one site. Right. Our- Ours are often little quick videos. I just put one out the other oh, day, um, and it's just it's just a it's just a not a loom video, but um, it's a I just use I use QuickTime did a screen recording, and it was just hey I want to show you this report, and we use local Falcon um, to run what's called a GeoGrid report, and I was able to pull up the report that we had for this client who wanted to they started selling ice cream and they were ranking terrible for ice cream and they only had like 20% share of the local voice. And three months later, they had 80% share of the local voice. And they went from like eighth position to, you know, second position in a few months, you know, in this, in this two mile radius. I don't need to write up anything big. And, And to me, a case study, you know, for right now, doesn't need to be a big thing. It's, it's one change. It's one change. And I just, Pulled it up. I said, hey, I just want to show you the results we just got for this client. We're so excited for them. You know, this was, this was them in August. This is the exact same client now. And we did, and I combined it with a kitchen designer because I wanted to show, look at these two clients, two completely different yeah. markets, two completely different clientels. One sells ice cream. One is selling multi-thousand dollar, you know, high-end kitchen design, you know, tens of thousands of dollars kitchen designs. Um, and, and we got them the same results. That's a very effective, of uh, very effective. Yeah. So case. I think there's something in that, which is that thing that I was talking before about like maybe combining things into a blog or like whether you call it a case study or a blog or like a testimonial or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't even really matter the format that you choose to use. But I think there's something about showing multiple things that are communicating the same bit of information, like whether it's look at these results, these two different industries, or whether you're saying look at this one industry, maybe you want to get into property and like you you show a case study of like a couple of different property websites that you've done. And so therefore it's kind of like showing your skill in that industry or whether you're showing um, how many forms get filled out. And again, it's like two different kind of industries. I think there's something about that that helps solidify it even further than just, we did this for this one client. And then you're like, ah, especially in the stuff you're talking about, Eric, because I have so many clients who are using SEO companies or, you know, pay-per-click type things. And they just feel like they're getting completely ripped off and they're having the worst time, like the worst experience. And they don't even really feel like it's achieving anything and they're spending all this money. And so I think what you're saying is really true. Like being able to actually show it's working and not just for one client is really useful because what we're really doing, what what we're really doing is telling a story. Um, And behind every number and behind every number in a case story behind every number is a story. And so if you can bring that story out and just share a little bit about the the client and 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 really just the one success and even like, and what you want to avoid, the thing that I see what web designers, and this was the thing that really made me think, oh, we should, we should talk about this on Divi Chat, is this person wanted me to look at their case study. And it was a f- beautiful looking case study. And it was all about 
bounce rate, traffic, page view, time on session, all of these amazing metrics. And they had done a really good job with the, with this, this client and these case studies. But I pointed out to them, this isn't going to help you at all because I don't have one single client out there that really understands these numbers. And when, a, when somebody comes to us and, and wants a website or a project, they, they, they're trying to run a business. They want to know, they want customer activity. That, that's what they want. Um, we actually uh, had a website. We took over a, a website and we killed their traffic. I mean, in a bad way. Like they went from an average of like 3,000, you know, visitors to 1,100 visitors in a month. It, it's a, a wellness center, um, an IV treatment center in, in Chicago. And the, their website traffic tanked and they're busier than they've ever been through their website because they were getting all of these website visitors from all over, the, you know, yeah, right. the United States. Nobody from Texas was ever going to walk into the front door of this place. We focused in on Chicago and stopped getting all this junk traffic and started getting the right traffic. So a lot of times measuring traffic and telling somebody traffic that until you put the story behind it like that, that actually sounds way more impressive to somebody who's looking to hire somebody and give them a lot of money to get money to come through their front door. Yeah. I think that's true. I think um, also you can, sometimes it's just about framing the question in a way that the average person is going to understand. So you might want to talk about bounce rate in the thing, like that may be the main thing that you want to talk about is bounce rate, but rather than like having that as titles, like bounce rate or whatever, um, you can be talking about, do people stay on your website when they come there? Or, um, um, have you ever gone to a website and left straight away or like whatever it is, but somehow like framing it in a way that your client is going to, um, be able to read it and see it or, um, even like how to keep customers on your website for more than just the homepage. What, well, I don't know, like whatever you want to frame it, but, um, then you can talk about bounce rate and say, so what, have you ever heard of the word bounce rate? Let me explain it to you. This is what it is. Internal <laughs> link to a blog works. post about bounce rate. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. here is, here's a client that we worked with and their bounce rate was this, which meant that 80% of the people who came to their website looked at the homepage and left. But we made these changes. And then after those changes, you can see that their bounce rate is now only 20% of people leave. So what that means, <laughs> like breaking it right on down, yeah. that means that before 80% of people came to the website and left. And now 80% of the people come to the website and look further into the website, which is then allowing us to show that people are actually filling out the form and doing the thing that our client wants them to do. And so I think like sometimes it's just breaking it down into real language and you can still communicate the exact same data. It's more yeah. just recognizing most people who are looking at the website um, and looking to get a new website don't really understand technical language. Yeah, I completely uh, agree. Do you guys, if, if you're out there listening, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, do you, when you hear Sarah run down that whole list to just do this and then say that and then explain this. And that. Does that make you feel overwhelmed? Cause it makes me feel a little overwhelmed, which is part of why I don't hardly ever create these case studies. I think it's a fabulous idea, but 
Um, I was thinking maybe now we're almost halfway through the hour already. I think that, I think we could all agree that it's a good idea to do this on our sites, right? Whether it's to improve our portfolio, to showcase our skill set, to be able to, whatever it is, like these are good. So, okay. Richard, Richard here says, kinda, he says, yes, yes, kinda, it's a little overwhelming. So, um, how could we, let's maybe share some tips you guys on what, what tactics we might use to simplify this process. I have a couple. I think the first one that I would suggest is that the process starts before the project starts. Like the case study has to start before the project starts. Yeah, because you need the data, right? If you're going to do a data-driven one particularly, um, okay, so here we got another comment. Nicole, welcome, Nicole. It's great, but it feels so difficult. Okay, so you're in luck, Nicole. We're going to break it down. <laughs> so if you, um, what what you, you need to, to demonstrate a successful project, as we've talked about, you have to show that you achieved the goal which was set in front of you which is basically, what is that goal? Isn't that just going to be incorporated in your scope? So when you create a proposal or contract, whatever your document is that you're sending out, if you do a a discovery session or a planning session with them, that documentation, sorry, I feel like this could completely be an Airtable setup, (laughs) right? You could even almost automate some of this stuff that if you have it collected in certain places, like if you have a block in your proposal system, that is the scope. Could you just immediately, when you're creating it, take that and dump it into an Airtable, a Notion board, a Google Doc, whatever it is, just put that chunk right there and say, then you just have to sort of reframe it. Like this is uh, the client asked us to do, boom, there it is. And then you could say, and we achieved this by, and then when you're done, you can just go back and fill in some of the tasks. I don't know. What do you guys think of that? I think yeah. putting the information 100%. somewhere is a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So hundred percent. And so I, when we, we have a file structure, you know, a folder structure in, in um, Google uh, that we have a template. We clone it every time we, we start a client on and, and during the onboarding and the, the checkup, the, the checklist, there's certain things that we want to gather, the data that we think we're going to use. A lot of it's involved, you know, a lot of it we pull to create what we call the playbook where we're in, during even in the sales process. Um, but then we just have screenshots and we have a folder um, before, after. And in the before just goes screenshots, a screenshot of their website, screenshots of you know, different metric things, information that they share with us. Um, and the, in the, on, you know, in the, in the sales process, in the, the first call, it's what are we trying to accomplish? Like what, what, what's the primary call to action? We don't ask it in that word, but we, we figure out what's the call to action. What's the transitional call to action. What are the two things we're willing to go for? Where are you currently at with that? And sometimes clients have no idea. You know, and we want them to, we want to help them figure out what that is because how are they going to measure if you're being successful or not? Um, Or they've been paying somebody else who's been telling them junk numbers. You know, they've been telling them, oh, you know, like this client in Chicago, you know, they kept telling them, well, we're getting you more views. We're getting you more views. 
when we dug into it and we looked at the geographical views, none of the increase was in Chicago. It was all across the country. And so anyway, um, and so that's, that's how we do it. And just screenshots. And then I'm the type of person, cause I'm the type of person that I'm, I do a lot of this at the spur of the moment. I'll look at something and go, oh my gosh, I'm going to turn this into a quick video. I'm going to turn this into a quick thing. And I need to have already had that data collected. Um, yeah. And then when I go to do their quarterly strategy session three months after we launch, um, and I, I'm going in to show them things, I get excited because I'm like, oh man, you know, three months ago, these were their numbers. And now I get to get on a call and show them their, their numbers today. And this is really cool. And then I get excited and, and I want to turn that into a case study real quick. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. I think cool. there's plenty of clients who don't even have Google Analytics like set up. And so I've definitely been at the fail end of things in terms of really when you sign them up, you You've need to been at the get... fail end of things. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I don't know that expression. I, it isn't one. I just said it. <laughs> but I was trying to think of like, how do you say like, I've totally like sucked at this where, you know, you have a client and they don't have Google Analytics. And so you don't install it until you set up the new website. And so, yeah, you'll have data from like when that website launches, but you don't have historical data or maybe they don't have access to their Google Analytics. Sometimes you don't have a choice because maybe they're leaving another developer and they don't want to show that they're leaving that other developer. So you can't like, there's limitations, right? But if it's possible, it's always better to install that stuff early. So you've got some historical data before the new website. And um, I have definitely failed at making sure that happens because you've got plenty of weeks. Like you, it's not like you're going to land the client and launch it the next week. So even if you, they didn't have Google analytics, if you can install it the minute you sign them, you're going to have at least four weeks data realistically, which would be useful. Yeah, for sure. And then that gives you something to even um, tease for future conversations that even if you do sort of a one-off, maybe you get them on maintenance or whatever, but maybe you're just building a site and then they're off on their merry way. Maybe you can come back in two months or three months and say, hey, I just learned you to know we just did a check and it looks like things are up to this point or whatever. We think maybe we could help you get them even up a little bit higher. You know, it could be a perfect opportunity to come in with um, another upsell or just a touch point. Sometimes even just showing clients things and then they end yeah. up saying to you, I mean, how much, how often does that happen? You contact them just to tell them something. And they're like, I've been meaning to reach out to you. I need to do, I need to fix this or I need to add this or whatever. So sometimes just having a reason to get out there. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about the format of these things. Eric uses video. Uh, if you're in the chat, what do you think is the most effective way to do a case study to present it to your client. Again, it depends on the type of client. Yeah. Um, a video, I think, is a cool one. It's uh, Eric, you and I are scanners, though. That's the trouble with video. I'm so lazy to like type up a whole thing, but I, it's easy for me to jump on a video like you. Like I'm the same way. I could just hop on and be like, blah 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 blah. You know, just talk forever about something. And um, but then is that as useful? I get. Do you ever do captions of it? Like do the transcript and put it down below? No, but I should. Um, so where so. do you put it, Eric? Like, so you do this video, do you like put it out on socials? Do you put it on a blog post? Like, 
Do you have a case studies area? I don't have a case studies area yet. That's coming up. Um, yeah. So I posted in several different Facebook groups. Um, I'm in several different um, uh, Facebook groups for businesses, you know, business associations, mm-hmm. you know, different things. And I'll go in and, and share it there. And and I yeah. show it from a, hey, I'm really excited to show you, you know, look at look and see what, what you know, look and see the good things happening at Penguin Snowballs. That's yeah. what I say. And that, you know, if that client is in that area um, and people like checking that, that kind of stuff out. Um, and then uh, YouTube, I'm looking for, I'm going to find, um, I'm looking for my most recent one. That's, I'm kind of distracted here. Sorry. Um, and I'll uh, share a link to it, but uh, then I email it out, but then I use them very specifically when I'm working with a, you know, a lead. If somebody like, so today a guy just asked for, I just had a conversation with the guy there. Uh, I don't know what, an endo something. They only do root canals. They're dentists that only do root canals. I don't, right. there's a special name for that. Anybody know what that is? No. Endo, I don't know. Demons. Oh. Are like horrible torture people. I don't know. <laughs> so, that's all him and his two sons do. They they they, yeah. they do root canals. Um oh. and he and he asked, he was like, Can you send over uh some examples, um, some samples of some of your work, some links to some of your work? Absolutely. And so I'm gonna send him um a link to our portfolio, but I'm gonna say, hey, and I also just put this out and thought you would find uh this helpful to see as well. So I use them yeah. one-on-one kind of stuff, just Anytime I can, but like Seth, I get excited about it for a while and I'll use it a lot for, you know, a week or two and then I'm bored with it. I need to do a new one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. It's so, oh gosh, isn't it so, oh wait, we've got Sorry, I laughed at a comment, at Steve Perks' comment. I have a special name for it, but I can't post it here. (laughs) Nicole says they're endodontists. Endodontists. This is the this is the little issue I'm having. Very, it's very near and dear to my heart. I have the same name as you do, Steve. Because remember, guys, I lost a tooth because I had a root canal gone bad, and it was mm-hmm. torture. I've also had a root canal without Novocaine once, which is another fun story because I'm a redhead and I'm hard to get numb. This is the, I'm dropping like weird factoids on you. <laughs> uh, Google it; it's all true. Can't it's hard to numb redheads. I don't oh, know yeah. why. We're stubborn in every way, I think, is part of it. Yeah, we're not going to let go. Uh, Ken, Ken's filling us in, too. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Um, so, oh, shoot. Before that came up, I had... Oh, so I have another tip, if I may. Um, sure. I, as I mentioned, I've been using Bertha AI. I am affiliated with the company, but it is really helpful. And like I said, I don't want to... Like, for me to sit down in front of that blank page, because... I'm not organized. I probably didn't collect everything ahead of time. So I did a little practice one before the show. I I took literally 30 seconds and I wrote into Bertha. I put, write a compelling case study about a successful website, website project. Focus WP created an e-commerce website for an online store that makes and sells specialty dog treats, pet clothing, and canine accessories. The client was very happy with the results as their traffic increased and did sales on the website and in their physical store. And then uh, Bertha gave me a few paragraphs and you could keep it going too, but 
that it starts out like this. The client had an idea for an online store that would sell specialty dog treats, pet clothing, canine accessories, but didn't know where to start. They found Focus WP online and decided to give us a try. We worked with the client to understand their vision and goals for the website and designed a custom e-commerce solution that would help them achieve these goals. It then goes down to like list some more things and make it a little bit more flowery. And it's like for yeah. us, us geeks, it's so easy to be like, if we have metrics to be like traffic increased by this or like that one you talked talked about, Eric, where it's like, yeah. and the bounce rate was down and the, this was up. And it's like those things that don't mean anything. But if you can put these kind of words in it, it you know, and then you have that and then you have a bulleted list. Eric, you've talked before too how you and your wife shop Amazon so differently, right? You scan for the bullets. She wants to hear the emotional like responses of people, the paragraphs and the um, reviews and stuff. So you could do something like that where you could use a tool like Bertha AI to just go and have it just do the, the flowery bit for you. Go in and like just tell it to write something generic and then you go in and add the the little details or tweak it yeah Yeah. and and then you can like it says like oh increased the you know the traffic increased and sales went up you can go back in and put like buy this many percent points or whatever if you want to or just leave it a happy thing put in a testimonial from a customer and that's like literally couldn't get a whole lot easier slap in a screenshot and there you go um and for divi chat if you guys want to try this there is a free level of Bertha AI, but um, if you use code DiviChat, you can get, um, you'll save 20% on any like one-off packages of words. Like if you just want to buy words or buy image generation, use code DiviChat and you can um, save 20%. And then Black Friday is happening now, which is discounts on annual plans. So whichever suits your needs better. It's all on the website though. So anyway. I just, um, I just want to, I just want to jump in real quick. Um, two things I posted in the comments, a link. I forgot this last one I did. I did do it as a loom video. Um, and so I went ahead and posted the, the link for it, um, on the, uh, I posted it on the YouTube side. I'll post it through. I don't think it worked, Eric. You must not be an admin on our YouTube page because only admins can put po- or managers can post links. Oh, Send links? it to me in the private chat and I'll put it out. Or put it okay. in, uh, put it in the um, Streamyard chat, and it'll yeah, go I'll both just, I'll just, I'm Boom, pasting it there. It goes okay. Just okay, went out. That work. Um, so I did that now. So don't leave. Don't click on it yet, or you'll you know you'll <laughs> weird, you weird audio things uh, happening there. Um, but that is that is a quick one I did on Loom. Um, this time I was uh, experimenting. Totally forgot. But that's the one I just put out like three four days ago. Nice. Um, cool. Thanks but for I sharing. also wanted to say, I think it's a genius idea to use Bertha. I used Bertha the other day to write a long form uh, blog post and was b- completely blown away with with how well it did. Oh, cool. um, and so uh, never thought about doing it for this because I don't want to go in and write the flowery lingo and 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 all of that that is important that is important so um i'm glad you brought that story donald miller knows yeah it's a really good it's a really really good idea and then you could embed the video if you wanted to have the video the like no it's it's really good so yeah cool i love it um sarah any other uh tips that you can think of for 
simplifying the process of all of this? Um, I reckon work out what you find easiest. So if you find it easiest to make a video, do that. If you find it easiest to do screenshots, like just chuck in some, even like you could do it as simple as first thing I think of when I ponder Eric is flowery. <laughs> Nancy says she thinks Eric's yep. very flowery. That's right. Um, like you could just have your title, like basically what you're trying to show. And then you could just chuck in some screenshots and just caption under the screenshots. Like you can keep it really simple if you want to, but I was thinking if you wanted to do a really quick video, then you could just use one of the services where they, um, caption your talking. Like for me, I find it much easier to talk. So doing a video and then getting it to auto generate that text. A lot of people do that. And then just, you do the title, chuck in your video, put in the captions below and, post it and good to go but you could keep it really simple and just have a before and after photo of a project even if you don't have your before and after screenshots of google analytics or whatever you can still just kind of show this is what we started with this is what we did and even listing out like these were some of the priorities for the client and this is how we tackled those priorities like even just that is a case study Mm -hmm. like you're showing this is where they were at this is how we try to deal with those things that the client really wanted. And this is, was the end result. So I think you can keep it really simple. Like we've been terrible with writing blog posts, which I know we're not talking blog posts, but they're kind of in the same realm. We've been terrible at it. And so Sophie and I have just been talking about, all right, let's soft launch some blog posts. We don't have to tell anybody about them, but like, let's get going. We both feel really uncomfortable. We both hate doing it. Let's just like force ourselves to write some blog posts. And if Google is the only one that reads them, that's fine. Like that's okay for that to be the case. If someone comes to our website and then they end up on the blog post and they read some stuff that's relevant to them, well, that's great. Like But Mm -hmm. sometimes I think there's that thing of like, you just have to start somewhere. You just have to put it out. And even if you don't tell anybody it exists, the fact that you've done one, you will slowly feel a little more comfortable at whatever you're trying to do. So whether it is trying to display what I did before and what I did later, the fact that you've got it there on your website means when a client comes to you, like what Eric's talking about and says, hey, I just wanted to like know... Um, like we're this kind of business, this is what we're trying to achieve. And then you can write back in the email, no worries. Why don't you check out this case study? I think it like shows a lot of what you're looking for. You've done a lot of work for yourself in the sales process in the future. And even if no one have it, had ever read that case study, it doesn't matter, right? And so I think keep it simple, give it a crack, even if it's just a few sentences, even if it's really, really short, make sure there is a screenshot or a video in there because I think people want to see something visual, not just text. They'll move on if it's just text. Something visual, start it simple, just give yeah, it a crack. Put it in perfect action. And I thought of another tip as you were saying that, Sarah, too. Have you ever, and it sort of threw me back to something Eric had said, somebody sends you a message and it's like, hey, could I, could you tell me a little bit about some of your work? Um, have you guys ever written those emails? Like, have you ever written an email about like, Oh yeah, we just finished a project for somebody that's similar to you, and they did da 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 da. Can if you can think of somebody that you've written that to, go search that right now and copy that text, and there you have it. Like whenever you like make yeah. get multiple uses out of the efforts that you put in, 
to any of this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And And the other thing I want to say is like, I know you guys are talking about Bertha and like, of course, that's an option for everybody to try. There are plenty of other options out there as well. If that one's not the quite the right fit for you. So, um, sorry, I'm hearing replay in the background. Um, so I think there's other options as well. I've been playing around with the Neil Patel, um, stuff online and it's got some auto generated stuff. And the thing that I like about it is it just kind of gives you like it breaks it down. It's probably like Bertha, but when I tried Bertha ages ago, it just wasn't the right fit for me. But um, it just breaks it down in terms of like pointing out some, like maybe some headlines you might want to try. And, you know, I just, I think there's lots of options out there and I think it's worth playing around with lots of the options that can just get your brain started. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to write the whole thing for you. I want to write something in my own tone of voice. So I want to do the writing, but I think sometimes it's that, where do I start? Like, what should the headlines be? What should the H2s be? And then that gets you started. So I think there's lots of tools out there to play around with as well. Well, I I think there's other ways, like if, if you want to have something that's a little more, what I think some people think of when they hear case study, a little more traditional, you could even go to Canva and start with a case study. They have case study templates. I just looked, I was curious. And Canva's amazing. I mean, Canva's crazy how much, how many things they have templates for. So you can go there and get, and, and, and start with that. But I also look that you can find people on Fiverr, you know, for, you know, 10, 15 bucks. That's willing to put a case study together for you. They're going to interview you and find out and they'll ask you questions and you'll go, I don't have that, but I'll go get it. And, and I can give you that information. And so if you're like, not sure, you can, you can always find somebody. But I think, I think the main thing to keep in mind is don't try to put a case study together that would impress anybody on Dippy chat Um, because you're (laughs) going to use insider language. You're going to use, you know, geeky talk. And I think that's like the, 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 the Divi agency coach student that came to me with their um, uh, case study. Like it, it was really impressive for other web designers and, and, and I, you know, and, and that's, where I had to go like this, you're not trying to sell to another web designer though. You know, like, no, you need to know your audience and your audience doesn't care about any, they care, but they don't know they care. And they don't, well, I guess they you don't need to know either. your audience, right? So yeah. if someone's wanting to start freelancing for agencies, that might be the perfect case study. So mm. like you got to know your audience and maybe you make some case studies that are for the public and then you make some case studies that are for like if you're trying to get a little bit of on the side job from some other yeah. web developers, you have a whole different set of case studies that's not like on your blog post, but you know, you've got them stored ready to go to show. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So knowing like if this person was wanting to get people like us to hire them mm-hmm. to do development work, then the numbers were spot on. But yeah, yeah but that's not, that's what they want. So really you got to know your audience and speak in their yeah. language and listen. I mean, when you're, when you're talking to clients and asking them, what's their biggest problem? What are you, what are you hoping we can solve for you? Like write down word for word, what they say and keep a lit and you'll start to notice patterns that yep. business owners use the same kind of words. And that's the language you need to be using back in case studies and in your marketing, like all this. Like we now, we just talk customer activity all the, all day long. That That's what we just do now. Um, yeah, okay. So, 
Um, uh, Suzanne's okay, got a good got, point. Yeah, I'm going to pull that up. You want to read it? Does anyone use an offboarding questionnaire with clients to get case study content in the client's words? I think this is a great idea. I've been terrible at it. It's been a thing that I've thought about doing. My main thing I do is just get them to do a Google review. And so that's been the thing that I've been really trying to push and then stealing those words. But I think that the great idea about an offboarding questionnaire is I think you want to keep it really short. So these would be my hot tips on questionnaires. Keep it really short, like three questions or five max questions. Have them short, sharp, and so all they have to do is a one or two sentence answer. I mean, they could do more if they want, but like the main thing that stops me getting through a questionnaire is when there's a second page. (laughs) You know, like you start it or it's a one it's one of those google ones i hate the google ones where it's like a one question and then you click the thing and it goes to a one question and you're like when is it gonna end like you don't you want like just a normal gravity forms where all three to five questions are visible you could even have like some multi-select as a part of it which would give you some data over time which would be great you'd get percentages and all sorts of things but then also really simple keep it like real low key and hopefully you get their language which which would be great but yeah I, I the amount of times i've started a questionnaire and just given up part way because i'm like nah there's too many questions i'm out I was uh, just at a conference last week, the Recurring Revenue Retreat, which is an awesome conference. And it was held at Disney World. And I got a Disney survey. And there was there was a lot of good things. There was something in particular I wanted to talk about that was frustrating to me. And um, so I was like, okay, I'll do the survey. And so I'm going through and I'm like, okay, five stars, five stars, five stars. I'm not kidding you. I was... I was 10 minutes in, 10 minutes of solid, just answering questions. Mm-hmm. Five stars, this, five stars, that. Do you have any other points? No, I'm not filling in. I'm not typing anything. I'm just giving them the stars. And then it was like, it shows. It's like, you are now 10% complete on your, I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> this is like an hour long survey. Like, but it gave me an out, which I thought was brilliant because oh, apparently they've run into this before. So it said, do you have the time to continue now or do you want to just leave what you've done? And I was like, I'm out. I never even got to the point of what I wanted to talk about. But They should at that, that really point cool. have one last question that says, like, we've got more questions. But if you want to leave now, is there anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, and so then you get your chance to say, like, the one it's thing probably- that you came there for. They probably don't want to read all people's I filled out those forms before. I think it was for like zero or some sort of financing thing. And like I went through, I wanted for one specific thing and I went through the thing. I got all the way to the end of the thing and it hadn't asked about the thing I wanted it to ask about. But luckily there was a final thing and I was like, yes, this is the thing I want to talk about. (laughs) This is why I did your stupid survey. Okay. So we've just learned a few things right there, right? If you're going to do a questionnaire or a survey, um. People mostly want to complain about something. They don't want to waste their time to commend you. So yeah. be ready for that. And well, be sometimes able to they, like, they're happy. I they know, might want still, to but like, them. right. But also be able to accept that if something 
is negative mm-hmm. that you can take that and it's useful. You know, like yeah. if somebody has an issue with, oh, things came in a, l- a little late here and there, or the communication could have been better. You know, if there's things like that, it could be hard to hear. But yeah. um, but yeah, you can definitely take those and file them away for improving. Yeah, it can make you better, um, make your process better. Uh, guys, we're so glad that you are all here listening or and or watching wherever you may be in the world or in the stream of time on through the magic of podcasting. Uh, please do give us a thumbs up wherever you're at and hit the um, hit the like button, subscribe. You know, you know the drill. You guys do all the things that everybody tells you to do on these things. And if you could leave us a review, we would love it. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash Divi chat and it will pop up on your phone or your computer all of the things that you have installed where you could potentially leave a review so go do that and um and if you would like us to read it out on the air we do our best to do it but sometimes i miss things because i got a lot going on so if you take a screenshot and send it to me i'll be sure to give you a little shout out we appreciate you all so much. Um, also, the other thing is we want to talk about things that you want to listen to. So if you have suggestions for topics, um, please do submit them. We have a few things coming up. It is moving into holiday time. And historically, we have um, shut her down for a few weeks over the Christmas New Year break because we are busy. I with- go away family or travel or whatever. And frankly, so are you guys. You're not taking time to, you're not breaking away from Christmas dinner to go listen to Divi chat. So we're not, it doesn't even hurt our feelings. It's fine. So we will keep (laughs) posted on that, on the socials. And um, in the meantime, as always, we do sort of wrap up our year and with lessons learned. So stay tuned for that episode coming up for what we've all learned from the past year, which has been sort of a big year for a lot of us. I think a lot of us on the panel, even the ones that aren't here tonight, have had a lot of big changes and life things happening. Um, And then we always start off the new year fresh with Tim will, Tim will like if we talk about resolutions, he hates them. But, you know, we'll start about talk about how to get off on the right foot for the new year. And, um, We have a couple other, what are our other topics that we do have coming up before it's all wrapped? We are going to be talking about what is your why? That's another Eric Dingler topic. You can always tell the Eric Dingler ones. They're deep. I love it. So we're going to talk about what is your why? And we have, we have a few other lined up. I can't pull them off the top of my head right now, but anyway, Uh, stick with us. um, We've got one you, you let's see how to price and uh, how to price a service and track profit. Um, converting mm-hmm. projects and uh, converting prospects into clients and uh, maybe talking about some uh, new WordPress and Divi news. Oh yeah. yeah the Divi it. news. Cause it, we didn't even talk about mention that, but in the last two weeks there was that great video about what's coming in Divi and yeah. hanging on because what's coming is very exciting. When I heard Rose inside of Rose, I was a happy little girl. I know. I'm I got so very excited. excited about that. Yeah, well, that was my while. favorite thing from the whole video next week was then. Rose Inside Rose. And I was like, yes! Uh, yeah. yeah, sounds awesome. So guys, this is just a little sneak peek about what is to come. So do subscribe. Hit the subscribe button or follow us on Facebook where we always um, post the social and the topic and everything. Um, the share link, I mean, before uh, before each episode. Sometimes right before. 
you know, it's fine. You'll get notified still. Anyway, thanks so much for being here, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye. Are you going to say it, Eric? Are you going to say it? I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. It's not my line. Not here. here. (laughs) Bye, everybody.